It's tricky, but we can do it. We have to. We're business owners, we're leaders, and we're successful. Now repeat after me. It's tricky, but we can do it. We have to. We're business leaders, we're professional, we're successful, and we're tired. Welcome back. You are listening to Coffee Break with Miss Debbie podcast. In relationship with the blog, Life in the Studio, and other funny things that happened to me. If you read the blog or you did listen to the last podcast called The Sadness, just want to let you know I'm going to be continuing this for a little series. It will be an indefinite amount of time and an indefinite number of podcasts because I just don't know how long it's going to take. But I did let listeners and readers know that I've been struggling with what I would call clinical burnout. And the best way for me to try to mm, dig my way out of the mire is to hopefully include my crew or include my tribe of people so we can continue conversation and we can support one another in the process. I also want to let you know that when I hit something that does work or it doesn't work, I want to share it because if anybody else is struggling with what I'm struggling with, let's get out of this as quickly and as thoroughly as we can. Now, in my communication, I'm actually not a fan of disclosure and transparency with no filters. I think we've all met people like that. And what we might call the oversharer can make listeners or readers feel uncomfortable. And quite frankly, it comes across as pretty self-absorbed. Conversely, I'm not a fan of the unreal selective sharing where Susie Sunshine posts pictures of her elevated, enviable lifestyle that's leading the rest of us to believe that she's on a high, dot, 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 all the time. Now, when you hear from Susie Sunshine, feel free to believe those feelings of suspicion that you feel when you're looking at her Instagram, because unless Susie is a robot, and let's think creepy Stepford wives, then Susie is not being honest. An actual human has ups and downs, and an actual human struggles. But Susie Sunshine seems to only smile bigger with those bright white teeth, attract boyfriends who are twice as handsome as the ones from last week, and thrive in business like nobody you have ever met. So my goal for today's podcast is to shoot for honest and relatable. I commit to not over-disclose, which would be dragging you through my process and my mud, and I commit to not sugarcoat the truth. I'm not in denial, and I am not Susie Sunshine, but I do believe that there's hope, hope for me and hope for any listeners who are fellow strugglers. I'd like to share what I'm learning, and I'd like you to know that you are not alone ever. One of the things we need to consider in coping with burnout is it is said it takes about the same amount of time to recover from burnout as it took to get into burnout. Now, this is problematic because I would have no idea when I started falling into burnout. So all I can do at this point is just try to check in with myself, 
find out how I'm feeling, maybe check in with some objective friends and say, hey, do I seem to be more positive? Do I seem more healthy and energetic? Am I easier to get along with right now than I did a few months ago? But I am trying to do my homework. And again, as I mentioned earlier, if I've got any fellow strugglers out there, I'd just like for us to walk through this together if possible. So, you know, you can go online and you can find all kinds of methods and lists and book referrals and then counselors and medication that you could be taking. And usually a lot of it conflicts with the last article you just read. So it is complicated. We need God and his spirit to counsel us and to help us know what is the right decision for us personally. But sometimes the answers come simply by dialoguing with people. But I did run across a very generic list. I want to share it with you. And honestly, you know, when you're tired, the last thing you want to do is look at a list or a method. It just looks overwhelming and it looks like homework. But I'm going to be approaching this process as a one inch at a time. So here's a generic list of little 14 pointers from a psychiatrist. Number one, track your stress levels. Number two, identify your stressors. Number three, create a habit of journaling. Number four, seek professional help from a coach or therapist. Number five, build a support network. Number six, get enough exercise. Number seven, speak up for yourself. Number eight, learn stress management techniques. Number nine, create a work-life balance. Number 10, do things that you enjoy. Number 11, create a healthy sleep schedule. Number 12, follow a healthy diet. Number 13, practice mindfulness and meditation. And number 14, set boundaries. I got to tell you, I looked at that and I did write it down, but it just looks like a, a lot of BS. Honestly, it looks like a lot of work. It makes me feel tired to read it because every one of these 14 steps has probably an hour of preparation involved to even do the first step. One of the symptoms in struggling with burnout is you find yourself being very cynical. So here I am trying to search for help for myself. I go online and I find these 14 steps. But this is what I think. Track your stress levels. I can't do that. I'm too tired. Identify your stressors. Well, I can't do that if I haven't tracked my stress levels and I'm too tired. Create a habit of journaling. Now that one I can handle because I've been journaling since I was about 14 years old. But for someone who's not already in the habit of journaling, they're going to be too tired to start a new habit at this point in their lives. They're on burnout. Seek professional help from a coach or therapist. Now, I don't know about you guys, but if you try to go online or try to make a few phone calls to get help, I was in tears banging my head on the desk a couple weeks ago because I was trying to get an online counselor and I got so much runaround that I just ended up exhausted and I threw in the towel on that one. So um, from personal experience, I can say, get someone else to help you find that professional, but to seek professional help, it's too exhausting. Build a support network. If I knew how to do that, I would already have a support network and um, I wouldn't be in this place that I'm in, right? So when we're in burnout, we don't have the energy to build a support network. Then speak up for yourself. Say no often is my take on that one. Learn stress management techniques. 
well, there's another college course right there. We are too tired when we're in burnout to learn a new skill. So to learn stress management techniques, unrealistic, create a work-life balance. Again, if we knew how to do that, we would have done it already and we wouldn't find ourselves in the place of burnout. So that's no help. Do things that you enjoy. Well, I can't think of anything that I enjoy at this point. It's burnout. Create a healthy sleep schedule. Once again, it's kind of like that build a support network. When you're already in burnout, you are not in a position to create something new or create a new habit in your life. So um, I just would put that in a nutshell. Just go to sleep, okay? Follow a healthy diet. Yes, that's something that we should be doing in all stages of our life, whether we're in burnout or not. However, when we find ourselves in this position of fatigue, unless you can afford to have a personal nutritionist and cook living in your house with you, it's challenging. It's much easier to eat French fries. Practice mindfulness and meditation. I will try, but my brain is so mentally fatigued that it doesn't want to think about anything. Lastly, set boundaries. Once again, if we were good with boundaries, we wouldn't have found ourselves in burnout in the first place. And now that we are in burnout, we're too tired to try to enforce boundaries towards our friends that probably don't have boundaries and pushed us into this spot. So I'm going to try to simplify the list and share with you the um, Reader's Digest version. And we will try to take tiny, tiny, tiny little bites off the list and do it together. So there you go from the cynical burned out lady. So I then went back and I created an eight step thing and it's just kind of personalized towards me and what's going to work in my day. So that would be my challenge to you is if you are looking for resources, pretty much ignore any long lists or method it or methods, pardon me, and um, come up with maybe one thing for today. So I actually wrote eight little pointers, but I am not going to try to get them done today or this week or even in this first month. I'm going to try to tackle one step at a time. And that's where earlier I shared this is an indefinite process. It's the best I can give, but you know what? I'm going to give myself grace to go as slow as I need to go. So this is Miss Debbie's little list for burnout recovery. Number one, invite God's presence into my day. Number two, think on scripture. Number three, absorb light. Number four, say no often. Number five, sleep and rest without apology. Number six, enjoy food without apology. Number seven, move your body. Number eight, be creative. Now for me, these are eight pointers that they look very attainable. And again, I'm not giving myself a timeline, but like one of them, when I wrote down, move your body. Well, the doctor had counseled, uh, where was it? get enough exercise. 
Well, how do we know what is enough exercise? If you are a recovered baby eating disorder person or someone who did excessive exercise, you don't know what enough exercise is. For me, that's actually one of the triggers. Somebody tells me to go to a Zumba class, I'll probably want to do two because I'm not great with boundaries in that. And that's what pushes me into burnout. So I'm going to just settle with move your body. If I move my body from here to the mailbox and back, and I feel like laying back down, it's good enough for today. So there we are. Yes and amen to that. Eight simple pointers that Miss Debbie's going to try to attempt. And as I'm walking through that journey, I will include you. There might be some days it doesn't work. I didn't move my body or I actually forgot to invite God's presence into my life. So far, so good. I only committed to do point number one on the first day or the first week, and so far, so good. So first thing every day, the moment I open my eyes, I'm going to greet the Lord, and I'm going to greet the angels because I know that they have been watching and working while I was asleep. I'm thanking God immediately for the good things that are about to happen in my day. So I'm opening my day with expectation and it's not an expectation of what I'm about to do because I think I'm so awesome because the truth is I'm fatigued, but I'm inviting the Lord into my day. And it's not just God because he has hundreds, thousands, if not millions of angels who are active and chances are really high. They were active all night long. So they were watching and they were working while I was resting. And that brings great assurance into my thinking. It takes a lot of pressure off because the chances are high that whatever it is I thought I was supposed to accomplish today, half of it got done already because I trusted it to the Lord and he sent his angels out to work on my behalf. So meditate on that one and let's move forward from there. Until next time, when we consider the potential next step in the journey together, enjoy inviting God's presence into your day. And that is enough for now.